and welcome back to the Time Turner Collective. This month is September. I had to look up at the month on my laptop to see what month it was. September. We are number nine. We are in the Feeling 1900s. Fine. Yeah, 1910. Google just taught me 1900. Well, last month was 1900. This month's 1910. It wasn't published until the 1914, I think. Okay. 1911, I thought. 1911. It was written in 1908. Yes. Because it wasn't a play, yeah, yeah. And then it became a book. Okay. Yeah. The book, Close enough. The book we read was 1911. 1911. Welcome to 1911. <laughs> We're back. We're back with Chloe. Hello. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of you would already know Chloe. Most of you, I don't know how many people are listening, but. Chloe's been here before. She was on the Guernsey episode. Yes. All the way back in March. March? Pre-lockdown. Last one before lockdown. Like, last, the last high quality episode. And this one will be, will be one recording again. So that it might true. be like the first one with like better recording again. Yeah. Has Have any of your answers changed to the previous questions, Chloe? Um, still a Ravenclaw? Still a Ravenclaw. Still studying English? I still am studying English. Sadly. What, did you say, I think it's your favourite book was The Hammer Tale. Is it still your favourite book? I can't ever think of a single book I've read when people ask me my favourite book, so I'm going to stick with The Hammer Tale because I know I've read that. Mm. <laughs> Would you still say that your favourite spice is cumin? Yes, but also ginger because I want gingerbread. That's fair. I feel like it's our first like proper... It's very autumnal, autumnal today, yeah. Christmassy. It was hailing. Day. It's been there was a storm and hail. Yeah. It was great, great time. Yeah, I can't actually think of do we have anything more exciting to add in our introduction? Something that's changed since last month? Not really. No. We're all still here. We're here. Do we have anything new in the house? The rest of the house people. Oh yeah, um, our housemates have returned because this time last month it was just the three of us. Yeah, because we three. had to record with Emma and Emma wasn't here. Now yeah. Emma is here. Emma is here. We, she's not currently. She's out of the house. But men like physically in in, in spirit. spirit. <laughs> she has not moved in. Body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the open hall. Yes. talking about the book and the context and the context, context should i start first. with actual go context 1910s context yes Off you go i looked around 1909 when it was written okay. which i feel like is still relevant because if it was written at that time it wouldn't have changed too much since being published and also the context is pretty much similar because it was all before the war yeah so that doesn't really change anything there was a lot of um Still, women's rights things going on. It hasn't changed too much from Anne Green Gables. But that was Canada but, and this yeah, is the UK now. We're so in the we're, UK. We're in a, a slightly different country. Yeah, <laughs> Similar was, energy. There's still a lot of colonialism and stuff going yeah. on. It's ending. Um, we're still not very happy. It's the end of like the British Empire. Queen Victoria's times. dead. The Queen is dead. Yeah, there's kings. The Smiths are <laughs> writing their songs. George's. 
Oh, that's George. Some wait. Georges and I some don't Edwards. Know. Is I... it Edwardian? Might be Edwardian. I don't know. I feel like there was an Edward by the time the Titanic sank. Maybe. Maybe. But there were still a lot of children books being written there at were. the time. But also a lot of books concerning death. Yes. We have the modernists on the rise. We're talking about decadence. Yes. And the end of the fin de siècle. Um, <laughs> yes, it's pronounced like that with that <laughs> accent as well. But yeah, death is really um, seen in a lot of books around the time, which I thought was quite interesting. Medicine and stuff is really starting to become successful. Less and less people are dying of just general illnesses. And death is looked upon in a very different way as it would have before everything happened. I did jazz hands, I'm not sure why. But yeah, medicine is on the rise. Death is now more explored as something that can be achieved, like, which sounds really sinister, but like less in killing and more of people becoming aware of their own immortality, which I think is very, we can definitely see that in Peter Pan. lack of immortality. Yeah, how people have control over their own body a lot more and what they want to do with it. And another- Which is always nice. Yeah, we like that. We love being in control of our own bodies. Yeah. Yeah, we owe it more now. And also, feminism is on the rise still, and always is. Which we see a bit with, like, how it's right before there was, like, more of a movement. But we can see in Wendy already how she's taken on, like, motherly roles and stuff, which we'll talk Ooh, about yeah, we'll later. We'll definitely that. Don't worry, that is on the list in capitals. Yeah. And I feel like that's most of the things that are going on. I feel like decadence is really... We've talked about this with our own modules and courses mm-hmm. last year. But how from growing up and like that means becoming less and less good. And I think that's definitely all really explored. And, and also things. it's just before the Titanic sinks, which is always... A, I feel like that's a good marker in 20th century historical context ah uh, yes i think you can really see in peter pan there's a lot of talk about boats and sinking um there's, yeah there, there's i mean there's some mention of drowning yeah which it will also be relevant when i'm talking later just about fun author context. amazing go ahead i suppose it, um the titanic does place peter pan sort of at the start of the current era yeah yeah and at the end of like as you say it helps to situate it i think in our collective memory do you know what i mean like our i feel like it's quite the titanic plays quite a good big part in our cultural yeah it does feel memory it does feel like recent history in the grand scheme of things yeah yeah i agree i think that definitely titanic and the first world war yeah kind of for me like two generations like it could be yeah that's like our great-grandparents were probably alive or like their parents were like adults at that point like people we have met in our lives could have been alive could have known someone who was alive yeah or like yeah could have been alive but like very very rarely thinking about children's books i feel like in my head alice in wonderland pete's pan the hobbit and narnia are all kind of the ones that come to me first but they were written like if you think about it almost a hundred years apart or like 75 at least between Alice in Wonderland and I'm not sure if The Hobbit or 
um, the Narnia books. I think the Narnia books books were published after The Hobbit. I think so. So yeah. between them, you go from like the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies to the nineteen forties and fifties. But in my head, they're all sort of published around the same time, or they're from yeah. a similar era. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're written in a similar way. Like the 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 the, the themes and stuff are yeah very similar. Yeah, and they're all quite sinister as well. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that they're such big parts of our culture but they're also very sinister children's books uh-huh. yeah yeah i've got i think it says I've a lot about things to yeah say about i really realized that when reading it because i don't remember ever having read pieces like i definitely have but like so long ago that i didn't remember yeah. really what was going on and i, I just remember child, the film yeah as a child you don't really realize how sinister these books are but if like as an adult reading it, it yeah it's, it's a weird perspective to have dark. yeah I think it's also important for context to mention the Disney film because I feel like that is a lot of our it's interpretations of yeah of which the, is still ages ago yeah and you can you can tell yeah you can it's important to mention that the Disney film because I think that has as much impact on how we see Peter Pan like that's yeah. maybe more or what's the other film there's another one which I felt like I watch more as like a 10, oh, nine Pan year old? with Robin Williams. Is it the one Is with Robin? I just remember the. One. I yeah. remember the boy in it because he was my very first childhood crush. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it might be Pan with Robin Williams. I'll give it a quick an older meal. Peter Pan. Oh no, I don't think it's. I uh, no, I don't mean the one with. You mean Hook? Oh yeah, Hook. Sorry, yeah. That's not the one I mean. I'll Pan. What, what's Pan then? Pan is just. Because I, cause I that remember seems that one too. Aggressive. I think that's more recent. Maybe. Life action. It's the one that was on Popcorn Time. May- oh, I think it's that one. The 2003 one, yeah. There we go. What's his name? Jeremy Sumpter. Oh, I do remember that one. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. First childhood crush. <laughs> I've seen that a lot, actually. I think that was one of the main... I think yeah. I think I had a bit that's of a crush on I... Wendy. <laughs> well. I'm not going to lie. Wait, have a... that was... Yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah. Watching I remember them. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. That's the one. And I remember the comics in the Donald Duck magazines, mm. which I think was my main like memory of Peter Pan because I used to I've read those for like 10 years straight every week yeah and sometimes there were Peter Pan comics in there and I was a big Tinkerbell fan yeah so before we get into all yes. the context should we talk about our relationships to the books I think we've okay. kind of brushed onto it yeah but I think I saw the film when I was a kid I'm not sure how old it was probably like three four five who knows but then I read the book when I was seven the same summer that I read Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for the first time, three times that summer, and I read Peter Pan on the same holiday. I don't really remember much of it. I remember my copy of it, which isn't the copy that I've got now. I think that's either gone to a charity shop or it's in one of my parents' houses somewhere. But I do remember enjoying it and also feeling like it was very similar to the film, to the animation film, Um, which I think I kind of stick with now. It is... I haven't rewatched the animation film f- since rereading the book this time around, but from my memory of it, there it's almost a lot of the lines from the book are in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw the film, the animated film, a lot mm-hmm. as a child, and then also the two thousand and three. Yes, that one too. Um, 
and I think, I don't think I read the proper version of Peter Pan, but I think I had the Ladybird classic, which is like the shorter mm. one with the pictures in. Yeah, we had yeah. like all of the classics in those editions. So I've always known the story, but I've not necessarily read the full book before this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what a lot of people listening would be. They'd, they'd be on that sort of level, yeah. I think. I think that's quite a common, like, way of engaging with the text as a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't think reading... Not, not to say that the book isn't good or anything like that, but I don't think reading the book actually added any different plot-wise to what I already understood There's not much new in there, I don't no. think. No. Yeah, I see that. I think it makes it easier to sort of pick up on the themes and the context. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really add anything. Like, I think, as you said, the films have done a very good job of representing yeah. what is in the book. Yeah, yeah. I first... I think I'm the same with, like, reading it. I just, like, realised that now I probably read, like, an adaptation of the Disney film as a book yeah yeah um which is a lot i think it there are quite different i felt like the book was very much more sinister and darker than the film the film romanticizes a lot of things and um it doesn't have the same i'll go more into it later when we actually discuss like the differences but i feel like it doesn't the film doesn't touch up on a lot of the more gruesome parts of the book which I didn't expect like I expected it to touch more upon it I don't know because it was the 1950s so I was like oh they might just throw it in but I think they definitely made it more like sing-songy and whimsical yeah which I don't think the book is as whimsical as the film is but yeah I definitely for me Peter Pan was more the comics I think and just looking up to Tinkerbell I had little notebooks I had a pen that was Tinkerbell and I like her shoes were like the pen. Got in Disneyland, met her, took many pictures with her. Yeah. I don't I'm... know, because now looking back, I don't think Tinkerbell is that great. No, it's interesting how <laughs> she's almost become a secondary symbol for Disney after Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Like, I think Peter Pan is so entwined with Disney at this point. It's almost impossible to think about Peter Pan without thinking about Disney. Yeah, I think that I says agree. a lot about Disney culture as well. Like how... Yeah. Um, with Mary Poppins, yes, what it was supposed to be and then what it actually became. Yeah, we watched Saving Mr. Banks recently, which is what Chloe's talking about. I think yeah. it's yeah. that, which is really interesting. If anyone hasn't watched it, Saving Mr. Banks, Tom Hanks as Walt Disney and Emma Thompson as the author of the Mary Poppins books. Great film, might make you cry, but it's really it is really interesting thing about an adaptation of a children's book into an animation and. I wonder what J.M. Barry would have thought about the Peter Pan animation yeah, film. especially because some of it I don't think would really be seen as necessary. Like, it is a children's book, but, like, how a lot of it isn't fit for children, necessarily. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to have the original play and read it alongside watching the film. Yeah, that that would definitely. Be yeah. Yeah. To see how the stage directions in the play differ from what we're seeing on screen. Yeah. Yes. Well, definitely. You, you can, have you seen Finding Neverland? I think I have. Because that's about the production of the play. Yeah. So I that, put it on yesterday, be... but all I remember, because I was I was talking on my phone, didn't pay a lot of attention to the film. I remember a man in a dog suit. 
And then I remember a lot of Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet being sad. And I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) So I watched technically the entire film, but I think in total maybe watched like a scene. Okay. So. (laughs) Fair. Um, I don't know. Should we talk about J.M. Barry? Yes, go on. So he was born in Scotland in the year 1860. So by the time he was writing the plays, he was in his... 40s when it was published he was in his early 50s um i think he he lived to be in his 70s i think he lived until around like 1930s i haven't Solid. got the exact date here i've got some other dates of de- births and deaths but a lot of his life experiences were defined by the fact that his brother died at the age of 13 in a skiing accident in a skating accident actually um when jm barry was six and his mother never recovered from that and ended up being quite neglectful to her other kids and J.M. Barry that traumatised him a lot and that really affected him into his adult mm-hmm. life to the extent that he suffered from psychological dwarfism which was brought on by the extreme emotional deprivation and stress of his brother's death and his mother's neglect so um, from the age of six he, he didn't, he only grew to be four foot ten and that made him really shy as a teenager and yeah just it affected him a lot and he tried to become his brother David because in his mother's eyes David was like the perfect son yeah um and because he died at 13 in a way he could be Peter Pan because he's the boy that never grew up he never grew up past 13 which I think is around the age that yeah Peter's about yeah somewhere between like 10 and 13 but he has all of his first teeth which is so scary to me. The the fact that that's a detail in the book that's sort of yeah. talked yeah. about so much that was that was really terrifying. That's um, quite creepy. Yeah, yeah. So J M Barry in around 1900, roughly, became friends with the Ewell and Davis family. The parents were Sylvia and Arthur Ewell and Davies, and they had five boys. They had two boys, and Sylvia was pregnant when they became friends. There was George and John, who was known as Jack. And then the third son was Peter. And then Michael and Nicholas was the youngest, who was born in 1903. He sort of became playmates with the boys. Because th- from what I've read, Jane Barry was a very childlike adult. I-, I think because of what happened with his brother, he never really became emotionally mature in some ways which is why he enjoyed playing with the kids so much he yeah he, he was he sort of escaped into imagination the same way that a child would and he was especially close to George and Michael although Peter is the namesake of Peter Pan but Peter Pan is kind of an amalgamation of the five boys and J.M. Barry himself which is really interesting it's quite interesting how like seeing that Anne of Green Gables was so close to this and they're both so focused on imagining and like staying your childlike yeah. self. Yeah, they yeah they are. And Alice in Wonderland is like that as well. And yeah. that was a f- few years before. I think that was the eighteen seventies. I read that p- the story of Peter Pan um, originated because he would tell the older boys that Peter, their younger brother, could fly to to sort of wind them up. That's um, that's quite interesting. So that's why it's I like based that. on. Oh, oh, so that's that's why it was the Peter. youngest son at the time. Oh, yeah, right. no, he was the. Th- 
third son until Michael was born. Yeah, I think maybe it was before Michael was born or he just... Yeah, they, they became friends around when Peter was born. Right. Yeah, so I think Michael was born in 1900, which was around when they became friends. So Peter would have been young yeah. when yeah. they were... So he would have been sort of a toddler. So yeah, that wouldn't make sense. So Arthur died in 1907. And after that, there was a lot of... That there have always had been like rumors uh, because they were such good friends about Jay and Barry and Sylvia and also him and the boys, but there was never anything um, like like the boys never said anything about their friendship. It was only he was only wanted to be their friend and wanted to like provide them with imagination that the like his own adult childlike imagination. He wanted them to have that. So yeah. Some of the boys were troubled by Peter Pan. Peter, in particular, didn't enjoy the fact that he was so well-known as Peter Pan. So he yeah. was a publisher, and that he's like quoted as saying that it always troubled him that people saw him as Peter Pan. I don't know whether he resented Jay and Barry for it, but I think that... I don't know. It I is just... quite a weird role to have, like placed upon you you know yeah it's a very weird and specific character to be known as especially when you're an adult yeah and like if you look at it from the fact that he's like dead yeah because peter Um, lived to be in his 60s so imagine like being in your 50s or 60s and still being known as the boy that would never grow up like yeah that that is and like being a working adult and yes it's 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 a strange one george the oldest died in World War One at the age of 21. Jack, or John, the, the John known as Jack, were, who was the second oldest, died in 1959, so he lived a fairly decent life. Mm. Michael is the one, the son who Jay and Barry was the closest to. They had, they exchanged letters daily. He was born in 1900, went to, he was didn't go to the war because he was too young, went to university, and he died at the age of 20 a few weeks before he turned 21 with his best friend and a probable lover Rupert Buxton who was a son of a earl um, mm. or a lord or something they drowned and the, no one really knows what happened but oh, they think it sounds dramatic. they drowned clinging to each other so people don't know whether it was like a suicide pact because they were lovers and they knew they were going to be that they couldn't be together yeah. at that time in the 1920s, um, or that one of them fell in or jumped and the other one tried to save them. But it wasn't really related to Peter Pan or Jay and Barry. Yeah. But um, I think Michael was quite emotionally vulnerable, possibly because of that, or because mm-hmm. of the fact that he lost his parents when he was quite young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Yes. About what do we think about children being muses for children's stories, like being the muses of the authors, like with Peter Pan and with Alice in Wonderland? I think it can be a bit weird, to be honest. Like, Mm. I'm never sure whether it's entirely innocent. I feel like it's quite odd to have such an obsession with a child. Yeah, I agree. If it's just, like, inspired by, that's different, yeah. I don't mean that in, like, an offensive way or anything. But no, I no, no. It can come across as not quite 
yeah, it's putting a lot of pressure on a child as well. Yeah. If they're, if like, if it's and they so don't really publicly have much known, and it, yeah, yeah, it's kind of might be quite for reach, but like similar to like YouTubers now who make videos about their kids, yeah, I and see like that. focus their entire channel around their kids. But it would almost be like someone doing that to someone else's kids. Yeah, yeah, that as well. It'd like, be like on top one of YouTuber it. taking an interest in someone else's kids and then using them to show them. Yeah, I think one of the most well-known ones is Alice in Wonderland and Charles Dodgson, Lewis Carroll. Yeah, um, because it's similar with there is a famous picture of Michael Llewellyn Davis, Llewellyn, Llewellyn Davis. Sorry, but there's a famous 1906 picture of Michael dressed as Peter Pan, which. We can probably post on the Instagram, mm-hmm. and it, it's quite—it's—it's it's actually quite sweet. And um, Jay and Barry was really disappointed when they made a. Th- there's a Peter Pan statue in Kensington Gardens, yeah. and um, they used a different child model for the statue. And when they when he found out, Jay and Barry was really upset about it because he wanted them to use the picture of Michael. And I think it was around the time that Michael died that the statue was put up. Yeah, and there's a there's a picture of. Alice Liddell, who was the inspiration for Alice in Wonderland, dressed as a beggar that was taken by Charles Dodgson, and he was a he's a weird figure. I don't know how much. I think you you definitely know some things about. I I think I've I've heard that he wasn't great. I think I heard that yeah potentially. He had a lot of weird close friendships with young girls and took lots of pictures of kids and some, like, nude pictures of kids, which apparently was acceptable in by Victorian standards. Like, there were lots of cards, like, birthday cards and things. I think it was, like, the adoration of, like, the innocence and... Yeah, and, like, people would have portraits of nude children in their houses. Very, very strange, but apparently it was, like, I think it's seen as, like, Greek statues, kind of, which is fucking weird, but... I feel like the concept of like admiring their innocence yeah. is quite it's so fucked like, up. And, yeah. And it does fetish, fetishize. Fetish, yeah. Fetishize? Yeah. Fetishize. Am I saying that wrong? No, I think you're right. Children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think with Charles Dodgson, there was a falling out between him and Alice Liddell's parents. And when Alice was 11, and people think that he either proposed marriage to Alice, but like, to, it was like, brought it up to her, their parents, yeah. or to possibly her governess or her older sister who was 14. And But the, the it was in his journal and one of his nephews took it out after he died of the journal. Oh. Um, so no one actually knows what happened and no one else recorded. Bit fucked up. Yeah. Hopefully that's not the case with Jay and Barry. I read that people yeah. do think that there was an inappropriate relationship between him and the children, but then also that when the children were older, they all only had good things to say about him and they called him their uncle and they never had anything. Yeah, after he yeah. died, they never said anything. Yeah, they about said, their one of them said that they never thought he had any interest in anyone at uh, yeah, all. Yeah, like man, woman, or child. He was married, but they got divorced. And I think the grounds were an unconsummated marriage yeah. and he, she, she left him for, left him for a lover yeah yeah so I think I don't I genuinely don't think obviously it could be wrong but yeah. I, I don't think that there was anything sinister between him and the boys yeah yeah and the fact that he did look after them I think is quite sweet 
Yeah, he was their legal guardian, I think. Yeah, the with the side. grandmother. Yeah. But yes, books. Books and films. Many, many films and other adaptations. There's been lots of them. Because it started off as a play. Yes. And then it was a book. And then it was probably another play. And then it was a film. And then it was several other films in the 2000s. Because you had Pan. Just dropped some water. Pan was 2003. When Peter was Pan. Hook? Yeah, just Peter a Peter Pan, Pan live Pan. action. Okay. I think Hook was maybe 2014. No, because it's, it's, it's got Robin Williams in it. It's oh. And he's much younger. It's in the 90s, I think. I'll oh. get it up. All the early 2000s. I feel like there was one in 2014, but I don't know which. Hook was 1991. Okay, so you got 1991, 2015 is Pan, which just looks a bit weird. And maybe I just 1953 remember being on TV. And, and 2003. And, and then... Finding Neverland was 2004. Mm, yeah. That was a weird early 2000s obsession with Peter Pan then, late mm. old 90s and 2000s. Oh, there's, there's, so a, there's a new live-action remake coming, and Tinkerbell's going to be played by Margot Robbie? What? Correction, actually. Tinkerbell's not going to be played anymore by Margot Robbie. It's now going to be Yara Shahidi, who's a black woman. So we're very happy about that. Let the, all the Karens get very angry. What? And Jude Law's going to play Captain Hook? You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh my god. When was this announced? Like, March, July 2020. Oh. That's interesting. Do you reckon they'll cut loads Same of it out? Same character as live action Pete's Dragon. That's weird because there's so many. I don't know. It doesn't feel like something they could easily remake as something that would be Acceptable. okay in today's standards. Even in the fifties, that was. Should we talk about the representation of Native Americans in it was Pete's Pan? Fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Um, even in Finding Neverland. Yeah. Um, Johnny Depp I rem- I dresses remember, up as yeah. um, I remember a Native seeing American that. quite a lot. And uh, it made me think about the Lone Ranger as well, in which he does play a Native American. Is Johnny Depp, he's not Native American, nope. is he? He is I just a bit of a dick. Yeah, that was very strange and didn't enjoy that. Obviously, we are all white. We don't really have... We can't really comment on people's experiences. Yeah, but I think we can realise that that I was kind of, a bit fucked up. Yeah, and also <laughs> the fact that it could be a lot of people's first, like, ex- like experience, I, I, yeah. yeah, of um, Native American culture. Yeah. As, as Because it is meant for very young kids. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I think it might have been for... It probably was mine. Yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. And maybe some other things with, like, cowboys and... Native yeah. Americans kind of like the as themes. Yeah. You know. And also it doesn't because it's such a mystical, like fantastical place, Neverland. You've got yeah. fairies, you've got mermaids, mermaids, and you've got Native Americans. Like Yeah, but they're what? very I don't know, they dress up as trees in the film. Yeah. And like catch yeah. children and want to murder them. Yeah, it's and, awful. and it's Tiger Lily's kind of presented as like a seductress. Yeah. yeah, and isn't she a child? Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, it's really very strange. Because that's why they get her to say about women specifically on Neverland. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. If anyone has any more knowledge of Native American culture than we do and ha- wants to give us some well, insight it wasn't at into the same time, like the context hasn't changed that much from Anne of Green Gables. That's but true. like. 
in the 1950s, people knew colonialism wasn't really there anymore. People were starting to, you know, wake up a bit. Yeah. If I, I even remember to any, like, give us, send us any messages or yeah. about it, we can put it on our story, put it on our Instagram, let us know. We'll, we're happy to yeah, listen share. and share and... But yeah, I even remember reading the magazines from the Donald Duck ones from, I think it might have been age four till 14, kind of. And there were the comics in there as well about, I forgot her name, but about Native Americans. And I don't remember how offensive they were because as a child, I didn't realise because I didn't realise it was wrong. Yeah. But it's I like don't know, it never Ranger. clicked in my brain as like... It was released was in 2012, wrong. I think, or 2013. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's just... It's so strange to me that... Um, Even in the last couple of years, how much, like, things really do change and the power of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. And at least we do all recognise, all of, at least the three of us, and yeah. that it's the representation... All of us, if not us three. <laughs> yeah, everyone, if not the three people in this room, know that it's not... Right. Yeah, bad representation. We don't we don't love to see it. Bad is a small word. <laughs> bad, yeah, yeah, I don't really know what to say about it. I just know that's it's shit. Awful. We're yeah. just yeah, we're just we're just we're, we're just here acknowledging that shit. it's there. It's very problematic. And yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. yeah. Um which is why I'm like how are they going to do that in a new one because it's quite a big part of the story. I, I think I don't want to sound apologetic for it, but I do think that it's partly British concepts of Native Americans, so it's but not quite, at it's that very time. Yeah, but I think it's very abstract as a concept in the book. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. They're clearly know, Native yeah, Americans, be, and yeah, which is what like the live action remake. What are they gonna I don't put know. in? Are they just gonna take it out and have like another? Can. Make it like make it the mermaids or something? Maybe, or maybe they'll cast actual Native American people. They'll just they'll just cast Native American actors. Maybe. I hope so. Or hopefully and then update the weird representation. I feel like it's a really weird choice to remake in present time, also with just like the dead children and everything. It's just weird. But yeah, let's let's talk about women as well. You had points. Okay. Gender and performativity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Wendy was a boy's name before Peter What's Pan. What's that? It wasn't, no, it wasn't any, it wasn't recorded as a name oh, before really? Peter Pan. Yeah, from I what I... I that it was only a boy's name and, I mean, even if it wasn't very common, it wasn't a Yeah, girl's name. I don't think that there was any recorded Wendy's of any gender oh. before Peter Pan. Okay, so I've done some research. It turns out Wendy was actually a boy's name in the 1600s in England or in Britain then became a girl's name from the name Gwendolyn later on in the 1800s and then became more popular due to Peter Pan. I want to know how he came up with it um, to make Wendy the main character. And also, I think it's, if there were no Wendy's or if it was only a boy's name, it's interesting how, I mean, we can see just by people's names how big of an impact it's had on culture. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of Wendy's. I don't. But They're I, all mums. Yeah, sort of, yeah, middle-aged women. Yeah. Um, or slightly older women. Yeah. 
I f- yeah, but I don't know any personally, but that's my kind of impression of a, a, a Wendy in How I real that they're all mums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Peter and Wendy are possibly the same person. Oh. Ooh. Um, so, how? Oh, I've forgotten my point now. Peter and that's Wendy are, might be the same person, but we don't know how. <laughs> yes. They, they are possibly the same person. Are they like or, the different sides or, of the mind? Yeah, different elements of the same person. So even though they're maybe not comparable, they are, they make up one whole person. Yeah. So maybe so like the represents child, like the, the child boy. who doesn't want to grow up and Wendy is the, the young girl who's like being Like a soul almost. Yeah, who's being forced to grow up and move out of the nursery and become, become a, a mother. Yeah, which is interesting because then it's themes of mirroring and doubling, early ideas of brain structure. So like when Mrs. Darling is organising their brains, yeah. their thoughts at night and their yeah. brains are like I quite like that, it's quite sweet. Also, that which kind is... of ties in with the ending, yeah. in the book at least, how she, like they visit each other every year, but then he just doesn't show up anymore. Yeah. Or she and doesn't go. Maybe that's... She's grown up. Yeah. That until doesn't happen ha- in the until film. Until she has a kid. The film just ends when they get back. Yeah. But the, the second film, I've, I one of the few Disney sequels I remember watching and From enjoying... From 2002. Yeah, was the, the Peter Pan... Was, was it called? Return, called? Return to Neverland? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. With her daughter, who's mentioned at the end. but oh. she And then she has a conversation with Peter at the end of the book when he goes off with her daughter, whose name is... Jane. Her oh. name is Jane. I want to rewatch that sequel. I think I just watched that a couple of times as a kid and I really enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah, I was never a big Disney sequel person. Never a big Disney person. I saw quite a few of them. Yeah. So, yeah, when Mrs. Darling is hiding and tidying their thoughts into different parts, that's that's quite a fantasy actor. Mm. concept of, like, brain structure, different parts of the brain being different things, different sides of the brain being different genders, and... Also, another thing that's kind of a bit fantasy actor is uh, Nana, when they're talking about medicine and she's like, oh, I don't believe in germs yeah. and all of that thing and it, all of that kind of thing. And it's kind of like the, it situates Trend. it quite nicely in the early 1900s. Yeah. Same thing. Sorry to no, interrupt again. Right. But like that reminded me kind of what you said about how if they were the same person and one of them is the soul, that is very similar to like Dorian Gray yeah. and like Dorian Gray and his painting. Yeah. Or yeah. like even Being separate. Yeah. Yeah. And sent the shadow as well. When the yeah. shadow's taken off and he's like missing a part of him. Yeah. yeah. And when she just sews it yeah. back on. Yeah. Which I thought was really cute. I thought it was very sweet. In the in the that's another thing that I don't know why, but it really struck stuck with me how in the book she's like, this might hurt a bit. And in the film she just puts it on his shoe. Yeah. I think it's a bit of an easy way out. <laughs> yeah. The fact she tries to put it on with soap. It's always, yeah. It's, even as a kid, that made Boys. me really angry. I was yeah. like, why is he putting it on with soap? But I'm sure there's probably glue or yeah. tape or a staple. Like, or don't, don't don't try and use soap. That's good. I think that really shows he needs a mother, though. I feel like that's like his, his how much he but doesn't he think. He doesn't it. need a, a child bride. But he sees Sorry. every woman as a potential mother, yeah. which is quite Freudian, just yeah. saying. But he doesn't really until married, uh, when, Mary, but Wendy. But they seem, the he? relationship but, with Wendy seems very romantic as well. Yeah, but what, is that in the film? No, no I felt like book. it was in the book. In the film, they don't really, aren't that connectors. But 
as much. Is that from Wendy's side or Peter's? Because I think Peter sees her as a mother and Wendy sees him as a love interest. Yeah, because I think it's mostly also Tinkerbell's jealousy. Yeah, because Tinkerbell is an object of sexuality. Yeah. yeah. Like the fairies and the orgy and... <laughs> Just say that again. Tinkerbell is <laughs> an object of sexual desire. Orgies. The fairies and the orgy. Have Where you did we find an orgy in the book? Did there's I miss an, it? There's an orgy in the book. It's a fairy orgy. And then it's like, oh, Tinkerbell's coming home from a fairy orgy. What? Yeah. <laughs> that does not happen it. in the... In the film, she's also like the only fairy. And it's never discussed that people need to believe in fairies and that she's just a bit of like... I kind of understand her though. I'd be also, very annoyed with Peter. Do you Peter. remember the Tinkerbell films? Just like the Tinker with her friends. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like a TV series. And... Yeah. I think she's so great. Yeah, she's good mm. in that. At the I start hate of her the... in the book. Like, why is she such a symbol of like female jealousy and rage and like because... emotion and? It just makes me so annoyed. I'm like, this, all... this is not a good representation no. of women or. All of Girls. the women on the island represent, like, what it is to be a, a woman, becoming yeah. a woman. So Tinkerbell is, like, sexuality. And the crocodile is never specified, I don't think. But I think yeah. it's a crocodile that's female. Oh. And They're taking off time. represents time. Yeah. And not quite relevant here, but apparently Captain Hook could represent Mr. Darling. Trying to force the children to grow up. Oh, yeah. And time is, like, hunting him down. That's um, really interesting. I think stealing parts of him. In the film, from what I remember, it was hinted at that Mr. Darling is Hook. I think they the characters look alike. Yeah. Not really. He... I'm I'm sure I remember there being a link. Maybe it was in one of the live-action films. Maybe, yeah. I just remember in the film, Tinkerbell checks out her own bum and then is then disappointed because she thinks she's too fat. What? Yeah. She stands on like a mirror and then looks under her skirt, up at her bum, and then it's like, uh, and then she doesn't fit through a keyhole. I remember that bit. It's so like... But like you said, when you said before, didn't like Tinkerbell, half of me agrees like, at the start of this podcast, I didn't. But now I'm thinking about it. I feel like she's feel one of the most realistic characters in... I feel bad for them. Her the and film. Wendy. Like, why... Wendy... Yeah, I feel bad for her, but she is very realistic about her shit. She doesn't take shit. She just wants to kill that bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm... also, doesn't Tinkerbell belong with Peter? Yes. And... Not in the film. Interesting point. Like, I've just had a thought... If Peter and Wendy are parts of the same person and Wendy is almost forcing Peter to grow up by being there because she she is representing someone who's being forced to grow up, mm-hmm. then Tinkerbell is angry with Wendy because she doesn't want Peter to grow up. Oh. Or she's angry with Wendy because Wendy is mothering Peter and she does want Peter to grow up. Maybe Tinkerbell is the, the real evil person in the film and no one ever realises. At the end of the book, though... Doesn't when Wendy and Peter are having that conversation when Wendy's older, doesn't Peter forget who Tinkerbell is and says that fairies don't live for very long, and that yeah. he's, he's forgotten who Tinkerbell is? Yeah. But doesn't he also in the, at the start forget who Wendy and the boys yeah. are when they're flying? And yeah. everyone. That's another thing. That was the main thing in the film that I felt like was really missing to 
completely complete the story. They kind of skipped over the part that everyone was forgetting their mothers. Yeah, they all forgot their they... life back in the real world. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was one of the most fucked up. Like, in the film, they only stay for one day. And then there's some hints of... I don't remember if it's Michael saying that he thinks Wendy is his mum. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's about it. And then she sings a song about mothers and then everyone's like, I want to leave, I want to go to my mum. Yeah. Like, it's not in the same, like, horrid way that everyone's just, like, kind of being brainwashed into... Yeah, that, that was very strange. Not quite sure whether Wendy loves or resents the fact that she's their mother figure. Yeah. She seems to love it in the books. Because that's yeah, one of the reasons... Point, I felt like she hated it. That's it's one of the reasons why she actually came with him because she was so excited about the prospect of being a mother because yeah. that's all you want as a girl. I can't find the orgy bit. <laughs> that's all right. But I know. We'll it's just there. assume there's a I know there's it's a fairy there, orgy. I would never think of that. Otherwise. Yeah, I completely trust you. Also, they shoot Wendy out of the sky. I feel yeah. like we just feel sorry for the women in this. Yeah, but um, well, that was Tinkerbell doing. Yeah, it was. But like Tinkerbell, it was her. I mean, she knows her worth. And also, she doesn't like Peter is her whole life, and she sees him like being stolen from her, and she doesn't yeah. have any backup. She doesn't yeah. have anywhere else to go. She belongs yeah. to Peter because she's. But also, sometimes she just leaves. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, she's like, off on her. Own. Yeah, she can do her own thing. Adventures. I feel like because Peter needs Tinkerbell as well. Yeah, I guess she just doesn't want him to be stolen from her. Oh, we she love seems that like a Libra. <laughs> belonging to people. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that in this. Maybe that's because of J.M. Barry's own issues. Probably. Childhood. I feel like that it, everything makes sense once you learn about his brother. Yeah. And his yeah, mum. Yeah, it does. I think it puts a lot of things into context. I wonder if the boys and. Wendy sort of forgetting that they've had a mother is how his mother forgot she had other children. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that could be interesting. I think we should point out, while we're on the topic of J.M. Barry, that he did donate all of the royalties for Peter Pan and anything that came from Peter Pan to Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital. So Great Ormond Street Children's Hospital own Peter Pan and... um, they get all of the money from it, which is Do really they get cute. The money from the films. Yes, because oh, they're because really it's good. from they're from the book, so they get all of the um, royalties from that's the good films and any film. So now I feel bad for watching it illegally, <laughs> but I, I'm sure they yeah they get they get paid like when it gets put on yeah and Netflix they could probably get and, paid from it existing in Disneyland and yeah and new editions being published and, and yeah so maybe we should support the new live action we'll Peter see. Pan film we'll see how they we're supporting deal children yeah but we'll see how they adapt Native Americans yeah. and the entire story point yeah yeah because also with Wendy like how are they gonna make that more modern I just don't see a way. That no. it would adapt successfully and stay the same story. I just yeah. feel like it didn't age that well. No. It should it should stay. It's a symbol of the past. Maybe it should yeah. stay in the past. But also keep giving the money to the And also kids. Jude Law as Captain Hook, I am. I'm, yeah, no, yeah. I, would support, I would watch it for Jude Law as Captain Hook. Yeah. Also, yeah. I saw a play of Peter Pan, I don't know if you remember, in the RSC in Stratford. With Stacey Solomon. Oh no, maybe it was the um, NIA in Birmingham. With Stacey Solomon as um, Tinkerbell. Oh, that's amazing. And she just flew around a bit. Stacey Solomon is great. In the 
film, Fine in Neverland, and I think in the original plays and most plays that you see, I think Tinkerbell is just, she's a light and they talk to the yeah. light and the light flies around the stage, which is quite cute. I think I read that Joan Barry insisted that either, I can't remember exactly now, that either Peter Pan or Hook had to be played by a woman. Peter Pan was played by a woman in the film. Does and I think it's quite a lot. Probably. Yeah. Um, but also, does it say something about gender? Yeah. Also, Hook Maybe. in the film does seem weirdly feminine. He is which quite I feminine. Think is another quite problematic thing how most Disney villains tend to have more feminine Ooh, I aspects can talk of about like that. Trans- Let's talk almost. about queerness and villains. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing my dissertation on that. Yeah. Peter Pan is not an exemption from that. No. I felt like it was weird. However, do want to clarify. The scene where I forgot his name, Smee? Smee the. Smee shaves Captain Hook's face, but it's not Captain Hook, it's the bum of a bird. Peak comedy. (laughs) Absolutely peak comedy. I was laughing out loud and I've seen that film before. I was like, they did. No, it's not. It's great. That's my favourite part of the film, which is like the magical moments and just the silly him being chased by a crocodile and being eaten 20 times with just him running around in the stomach and then escaping again. (laughs) Like, I just love silly Disney. And they did the classic walks off like a cliff but floats until they look down. Yeah. One of the best tropes in Disney and other cartoons. Yeah. yeah, big fan. It's extra good because Peter Pan obviously can fly. But not if he looks down. No, Peter Pan stayed up. (laughs) Yeah, 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 imagine. (laughs) In in the book, they they don't have to think happy thoughts to fly, do they? I think they do, but they don't in the film. Really? Yeah. Think of the happiest thought. Wait, no, that's Mary Poppins. I think no, they just have to... That's Peter Pan. That is Peter Pan. They what, what, how, what do they think when they fly in, in Mary Poppins? That's in the Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And the balloon. Yeah, but they do have something that they really have to hold on to, isn't it? Like they, they, that they believe or something like that? Yeah, I think it's just like childlike happiness. Yeah. Um, imagination. Yes. Yeah. It's probably quite obvious, but it's a metaphor for eternal childhood or childishness, immortality and escape coping mechanisms, which, again, is like Mrs. Darling sorting the thoughts into where they should be yeah. hidden. Mm-hmm. I never really got the how they are dead, though, because then how yeah. can they return? I've always been a bit confused by that. Like, I see how Peter yeah. Pan is dead, and but I don't see how is. they die. Yeah. No, me neither. And also, it doesn't really mention that in the book. It just says that the lost boys are the boys that threw themselves out of their prams to get away from their nannies or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, ran away. I'm, but it never, never really says sure. that they died. It's just that they... they it does it like how you can't return, almost. Maybe that's, like, normally yeah. you wouldn't. It's, if they are all dead, that makes it exponentially more sinister. Yes. Yeah. And then they return. Yeah, yeah, it's already really messed up. But then I, sw- I, I don't know whether there's ever going to be a, log- a logical explanation because obviously it is quite... Yeah, I think yeah. it is very it's, closely it's related to like, souls and maybe souls dying. Could it just be them dreaming? But then Mr and Mrs Darling wouldn't acknowledge it. Yeah. It's kind so of I like don't. how Narnia is supposed to be like heaven. Yeah. And yeah. it's like the afterlife and Aslan's God, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really got that either. No. Yeah. But um, I know that that is something that the author has actually said. 
But I didn't see. I the feel Jane like everyone Barry just assumes thing. that Peter Pan is that about the land is the afterlife. Yeah, which I think is a very wild. In it's kind of that's yeah. kind of shown in Finding Neverland because the end of Finding Neverland they put on the play when Sylvia is really ill mm-hmm. um, in her house yeah. and at one point the curtain goes up and it's just Neverland and she stands up and walks down the steps into Neverland and then it's her funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, which is, is a very sad scene. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're, they're all just like in the room watching her go. Yeah. I also read that Neverland is in- individual for everyone, which I think it says in the book that there's a fam- family resemblance but everyone's Neverland is different. Yeah. And that I forgot about that. A map of Neverland is also a map of a child's mind. Mm. That makes sense though, because that's like how her mum remembers Peter Pan. Yeah. Which also doesn't make sense if you think about them dying and her mum just remembers, oh, I was dead for a day, like a couple of years back. <laughs> and the thing about <laughs> yeah. the day, are they, the children are only on Neverland for a day, right? In the film, yeah. I don't think they are in the. I think they book. stay for longer because they have like evenings and like specific, but they come yeah. back in this pan. Like time didn't really pass when but they come back. It's just been a night. I think the yeah, I think the parents were a bit stressed time... about them, but then they were there. I think yeah. time does pass because on that island, time is different. Yeah. Then aren't they in the book? Time passes in the film when the parents come back. They've never left their ba- bed. Okay. They're just returned. So it already. is less sinister in the film. Yeah. Because I think in the book. It doesn't say specifically how long they've been for, been gone for, but the parents are thinking back to that night. Yeah. To think about like what they could have done differently. And the parents see Peter Pan at the end, out the window in the film on a ship. All just like I feel like it's all just made very much. It's Disneyfied. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's made less about death. Yeah. It's like how the Grimm stories are like. Yeah. People aren't like their eyes aren't eating being eaten out by birds in yeah. the actual. Ariel Make doesn't die Cinderella. at the end of Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, the prince's eyes aren't spiked oh, yeah. in yeah. Um, Tangled. The, the ugly stepsisters don't chop their heels and toes off so they can try and fit into the glass slipper. Yeah. In Cinderella. They just kind of... They just mm, don't fit. Push, yeah. yeah. Like, oh no, okay, well. <laughs> For shame. Yeah. I understand, though. It would be a bit, I think traumatic as a child yeah <laughs> i think if the film the disney film were exactly as everything is in the book i don't think children would be able to watch it yeah because it's so it's Awful. just so dark yeah but you kind of think of peter pan as like a light whimsical children's yeah. thing also which it isn't it's quite yeah. it's always quite christmasy to me like it's like a christmas oh, film or play i think really? they put on the plays quite often at christmas mm-hmm. to me it feels more summary almost because it feels very summary on neverland yeah i feel like it's christmas at home for them like or at least colder yeah like yeah, neverland it's like isn't autumn. it snowing yeah it could be it might be in the film that they come back and it snowed or something mm. well i feel like we went through we went to some different places in this episode yeah yeah i think it was a really good like actual analysis but like i don't know yeah good job this yeah nice. um this will be helpful for all the other people studying children's lit. I feel like this isn't actually like we we really analysed the entire book. Yeah, and which rarely happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank nice. you. Yeah. for joining us, Chloe. Oh, are there any okay. points? Have we? I uh, know I don't have anything else. No, no. Cool. Amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, always. Anytime. We're, so, we're so thankful for you jumping in last minute for us. That's and all right. Doing all your research and being a great guest. 
thank you we love and appreciate you with all our hearts yeah all of them (laughs) next month we're doing the martian which has got to be very different we're going from our second flying yeah second oldest book to our newest book that's the i'm so excited i love the film i have seen the film or read the book so this is one that i'm going into completely blind the martian two of my favorite things both planets and nasa and potatoes i love a potato see there you go and it's very orange yes it is and matt damon i I have seen stills from the film yeah Um, probably the most orange film out there good more orange than fantastic mr fox very autumnal yeah it's with, always autumn oh, katie, on mars with katie, katie and katie has been one of our best listeners she's yes. always following us and posting about it yeah which is really cute see you next month katie yeah 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 we'll, if you we'll don't be already, on instagram yeah follow us on instagram at time turner collective like our posts send us send us messages we're happy to talk about books always or anything else if you'll have anything else to talk about <laughs> we're quite easy <laughs> That's it. That was the 1910s. And yeah, next month, 2010. Oh, yeah. We jump an entire 100 years. Yeah. And next month is like, we only have two more. We only have three more to go. It's flown by. Now. And then after next month, we'll only have two wild times. Yeah, we'll have the two train ones. Bonkers. Yes. Yes. We'll still feel like ages away. But so that was that. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as children would say (laughs) i don't know what to put here children dead children as disney adults would say (laughs) for fuck's sake goodbye we'll We'll see see you in the past. past